Hey, it's Kathy. I have something so fun to tell you about. You may know that the doors are open to my new program, The Abundance Method, but if you enroll by May 15th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific, you're going to get my signature business program also made to do this. That's a $3,000 program that you are going to get for free, included if you sign up by May 15th, just before midnight Pacific time. Made to do this is a phenomenal program that has helped thousands of souls to start businesses, to be able to make a living doing something that they love. This is an incredible deal. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. How are you? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I am back home in Los Angeles. I feel so good to be home. It's amazing how sometimes you think there's something missing and it turns out you take yourself wherever you go and often the thing that we are looking for is within and when we shift things or when we come to really take better care of ourselves, it's incredible how it's not your location. It's where you are with yourself. And the other day I was talking to my friend Robin Euclid and she said, wouldn't it be amazing if self-care was such a priority that instead of making a to-do list of all the things you had to do, you made sure to block out the time in your day throughout the day where you would take care of yourself and you created time for everything else around that. And it's just such a shift in perspective. And I think it is so important. And it's amazing to me how we all run ourselves on empty. We run ourselves into the ground and we, we're running on fumes most of the time. We're not taking care of ourselves. So it was great to get away and to restore and to have downtime. And it was also really good to come home and to see the mountains outside my bedroom window and to be in this magical sparkly city. And I'm just so excited. I have this group coming in next week. I'm doing this 12-person retreat and I cannot wait to sit with these powerful women and help them to really step into their power, into their truth and get some clarity and some tools to do the work they want to do in this world. I wanted to start off since it's Morgan Harper Nichols week still. Uh, she was such an incredible guest. She was here on Monday. If you haven't heard that episode, I just wanted to start off with a quote from her. I saw this on her Instagram today and I absolutely loved it. She said, you came into this season not knowing what tomorrow would bring, but you made the brave decision to keep trusting and to keep going. And even on days like this, that means something. It's so beautiful because you guys are so brave. Just listening to this podcast, just having the conversation, just allowing yourself to even ask yourself the questions, is there something I want to be doing what if there's more? What if there's, you know, something that I, I'm craving? And I just want to give you guys that feedback and let you know that I know that sometimes it feels like you're stuck or you're lost or you're not sure where the breakthrough is going to come. But it doesn't discount that there's magic at play and you are growing and you may not see it, but look back at last May for a second. Do you see the growth? Look back three months. 
Do you see it then? Sometimes you can only see it when you look back. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode. My friend Ruth Sukup is here. She is incredible. Those of you might remember her. She was here a little less than a year ago. She just wrote a book called Do It Scared. She's going to come on in a second. She's absolutely amazing. Such a powerful person. But before I bring her on, I just wanted to tell you, I came back to LA and I just felt so called to create more opportunities for us to come together. And so just yesterday, I just mentioned it, but it's officially opening today. Right now, I am opening the doors to my mastermind. It's uh, the Platinum Mastermind. And this is going to be high touch, intensive, in-depth coaching. And every tool that you need that I've used that will help you grow your business. And this is what I've used to make myself a seven-figure income. And it's all about keeping empathy and your customer at the center. It is all about understanding how to serve. And I want this program so much. I'm so excited about teaching it because I sat down to write out the curriculum and to figure out what videos I'm going to create. And I'm so excited to get in there and there'll be tremendous amounts of live coaching and experts coming in. But the main crux of this is that there is a huge difference between marketing and sales. And we're going to talk about this a little today with Ruth Sukup because she also has a multi seven figure business and she's just incredibly genuine and generous and she really serves her audience so much. But essentially what people don't realize is that you need to create an audience first, right? Whatever you're going to sell, whether it's cake pops or lipstick or a yoga class or a course, you need someone to sell it to. And when you start with building the audience and you start with the community and you set up a way for yourself to constantly show up and create a way for them to know and like and trust you, you then figure out exactly what it is that they need. You then are able to show up for them. And it's just amazing. There is such a process there. And then you never, ever, ever, ever have to sell anything. Because once you show up and you offer value, then A, you know exactly what people need. You know that they need a different kind of cupcake because you've already figured that out because you've been spending time Time with them. You know that they want a different kind of yoga class. Maybe they want a Zumba class instead if you're in the fitness space. Like you find things out as you develop this relationship. But I want to teach you what is so crucial. And then I want to show you some ways to think out of the box and to find your audience because there are other people who already built your audience. And there's your end user, right? Like the person who might buy the t-shirt, but then there's the mommy blogger who has already the community of women looking for those t-shirts. And maybe your t-shirts all say things like brave and bold. And maybe you reach out to the person who's your target user, that helps you find your end user. And there's so many things that I want you to start to understand, to play with, to get messy so that you can grow your business and you can start giving this gift to the world. It is morally the right thing to do for you to figure out what marketing really is. Marketing is beautiful. Marketing is the way Seth Godin talks about marketing. Marketing is not being salesy. It's value. If you're a good parent, you're a good marketer. Marketer, Marketing means knowing how to effectively offer value, to create trust, and to tell stories, and to have a long conversation that eventually um, leads you to being able to give someone even more specifically what they need. 
So if you want to find more information about this, there'll be a link in the show notes where you can get more details, where you can apply. You can also find the link in my Instagram bio and in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. But I'm so excited to do this deep dive with you and teach you everything I know. I cannot wait to start helping you see your passions turning into profits and really feeling like you're taking action in a major way. So I'm so excited for today's episode because we're bringing on one of our most spectacular guests who's been on the show before. I'm chatting once again with the amazing Ruth Sukup, who, as you probably know, she's a seven-figure entrepreneur, the host of the Do It Scared podcast, best-selling author, and she's written another phenomenal book called Do It Scared, Finding the Courage to Face Your Fears, Overcome Adversity, and Create a Life You Love. It's the book that's going to help you stop sitting on the sidelines, stop holding back from your big dreams, and it provides some important revelations on how you can navigate your fears so they no longer have that paralyzing hold on you. It's packed with so much value, and I know lots of you are already big fans of Ruth, so you will absolutely eat this up. Her book is available for pre-order right now, so we'll have a link in the show notes so you can get your copy. And by the way, if you haven't already heard our first episode with Ruth, you should go back and listen. It's one of my favorite episodes, and it's definitely one of the most powerful we've ever done. She was extremely brave and candid, and she talked about some really serious things that she had gone through, and I just think it's really quite touching and powerful. Okay, well, without further ado, I'm so happy that she's here. Let's bring on the incredible Ruth Sukup. I'm so excited to have you back here. Thank you so much, Ruth Sukup, for coming back to the show. Thank you for having me back. You are such a brave soul. You empower so many people. You guys might remember that Ruthie was here I feel like it's like less than a year ago. um, And we talked about her journey and you were so, so brave. And we talked about um, how you had gone through the scariest of shadows and you pulled yourself out from that place and you revealed some very candid things and probably have no clue the ripple effects of you just having the courage to share that story. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. That is what it means to be a hero Thank you. So let's get into why you're here. So I wanted you back on the show because you're writing a book and the book has the same name as your awesome podcast, which is called Do It Scared. What an incredible title. So good that you trademarked it because it is just (laughs) as good as it gets. I want to talk about this book now. So let's dive into how fear plays a role in our lives and do it scared. Boy, did you hit at the crux of everything. So let's talk about what we want to learn about the role of this fear and how we can do it scared. How do you do it before the fear goes away? Well, there's a few things that you can do. So what I talk about in the book and what I realized, because in writing this book, I actually did a ton of research and I'm not, I'm not like normally a a big researcher. So this was out of my comfort zone, just just that. And it happens sort of organically because what I had noticed was in my, with my audience, you know, I talk a lot about setting goals and about going after your goals and dreams, but people kept coming back to me and saying, Ruth, you talk about all this stuff you talk and you probably get this too, because you have, you talk about similar themes. What I would hear back was, I so want to do all these things that you're talking about, but there's something holding me back. I feel like I'm sitting on the sidelines of my own life. I feel like I'm so afraid to jump in. Why am I so afraid to jump in? Why can't I get past this? What's holding me back? And it kept coming up over and over and over again. So it made me want to dig deeper. So I started asking questions and those questions led to more questions. And I ended up surveying more than 4,000 people about this exact topic and about 
fear, like the role of fear in their lives. What are you afraid of? What does that look like? Give me examples of times that you've been afraid to do something and give me examples of times where you pushed past the fear. What did that look Mm -hmm. like? How did you do that? And oh my gosh, Kathy, it was so much data that I had to hire a whole team of researchers and psychologists to help me go through it all and figure it all out and sift through it and make sense of it all. But through it all, what we discovered, and I think this is what's so useful and important, is what we discovered is that, first of all, everybody experiences fear but we all experience it in different ways. We all sort of have our own unique fear archetype. And what we noticed is that there are seven very distinct patterns. There's basically seven of these archetypes. So each each of us have a little bit of all of them in us, but usually there's one or two that's way more prevalent. And and you took the assessment, you know, that we have this assessment mm-hmm. and you can go and find out what your top fear archetype is, but how your top, you know, your, you might have two or three that are very prevalent and how those interact together also is what makes up your unique sort of fear fingerprint. I thought that was incredible that you guys created that tool for people to figure out how to assess like where they're getting stuck. Because I went in there and I was like, I don't think I have these things. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm crushing it. I got my goals, this and that. And I go in and I'm like, okay, I'm not a procrastinator. So that's not me. I'm not a rule follower. Right. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And then I go, Oh boy. And I realize I am such a people pleaser. Such a people pleaser. Oh yeah. People pleaser. And that was your top one. Yeah. That was my top one. And I realized how from that one thing, so many things have gone down that really make me suffer that are unnecessary. And it goes back to that. And I think that that was just really, really eye-opening. So thank you for creating that tool. You guys should really go. How can people go grab that and do that assessment for themselves? Well, you can do the assessment on our website at doitscared.com. The the direct URL is assessment.doitscared.com. But if you can't Mm -hmm. remember that, just remember doitscared.com and then you'll find find it there. Yeah, it's pretty easy. So that was really powerful. And so you wound up surveying over 4,000 people and you found that there were these different archetypes. Yes. So the different archetypes and exactly what you said, that's what makes it so powerful because all of this fear that happens inside our head mostly happens subconsciously. So sometimes we call it anxiety. Sometimes we call it self-doubt. Sometimes we call it just feeling stuck or feeling paralyzed. Like there's all these different names for it, right? We don't always call it fear, but most of it happens inside our head. It's just happening. And we experience it because it's happening subconsciously. We experience it as truth. And once you can actually identify what's happening, that's the power. As soon as you could identify that about yourself. Oh my gosh, I am a people pleaser. And oh my gosh, it is impacting me in these ways. Then you can start to see those patterns that have been playing out in your life and you can start to do something about it. We can't change things until we actually see what's happening. I love that you just said this. So let's get into how do we move past these fears? And can you give us some examples of the juiciest ones, the most common ones that have come up? Yeah, I'll give you the quick and dirty overview. So the the first one is the procrastinator. That's the most common of the seven archetypes. The procrastinator is really just another word for perfectionist. I call it the procrastinator slash perfectionist. But 
for the procrastinator, their biggest fear, the underlying fear there is the fear of making a mistake. So a lot of times procrastinators Uh, will not act or not commit because they're so, so, so afraid of getting it wrong, of screwing it up, of making a mistake. And that causes this analysis paralysis, or maybe for some procrastinators, it's just like they're always researching. They're never done researching. They can never get enough research in to make themselves feel like they know it, or they'll start working on something way ahead of time, but then they'll be Mm. tweaking it up until the very last minute. And procrastinators, they don't usually acknowledge that that term, they'll acknowledge perfectionist, but as soon as they hear me talking about it, they're like, oh yeah, that's me. Because they're such a perfectionist that they don't want to even own that there's something negative yes, in the yes. behavior. But guess what, guys? <laughs> we all have these shadows. So there's nothing to be ashamed. There's the shame. Yeah. We can let the shame go. I invite all of you to zip it off and leave it next to you. You can pick it up after the podcast or you could just leave it off. And there's this is something I talk about in the book too, but there's positive qualities and negative qualities of each one. So don't, absolutely, there should not be shame attached to it. We all have a little bit of all of them, but there's going to be one or two that are usually more prevalent. So the second one is the rule follower. So we all know somebody, maybe you are the rule follower. The rule follower their deepest fear, it's almost like an unhealthy fear of authority, this fear of, of coloring outside the lines or doing something that might be perceived to be breaking the rules, that they might get in trouble. There's always this sort of feeling like, oh, I don't know if it's supposed to be done that way. So the rule follower is the person that will read the instructions from cover to cover. They're the ones that are always pointing out when other people are stepping out of line. Rule followers like to have things just so. Then the third one is the people pleaser. We already talked about that. And for Mm -hmm. the people pleaser, the underlying fear is the fear of being judged or fear of letting people down. And so for the people pleaser, a great way to make the distinction between, say, the people pleaser and the procrastinator is that for the procrastinator, their biggest fear is making a mistake. For the people pleaser, their biggest fear would not be making the mistake, but would be what other people might say if they made a mistake. So when you can make that, realize that distinction. So, and even thinking about yourself, if I'm, am I more afraid of the mistake itself or am I more afraid of what other people, how other people would judge me if I made that mistake? The fourth one is the outcast. The outcast is probably the most ironic of all the seven archetypes because the outcast is kind of from the outside will almost appear to be fearless. For the outcast, their Mm. deepest fear is rejection. And so a lot of times that plays out for the outcast in rejecting everyone else before they can be rejected. And so the outcast is so sensitive to rejection that they'll often have this attitude like, I don't need anybody. I can do it myself. A lot of entrepreneurs are outcasts because there's that like need to prove yourself and need to... Just do it without anybody's help. But really, that comes from a deep fear of of being rejected. The fifth one is the self-doubter. And the self-doubter has the fear of not being capable. So for the self-doubter, there's a lot of negative self-talk that happens, probably more than any of the other archetypes, and a lot of hyper-criticism, both of themselves and of other people. So a lot of times the way that manifests is by being hypercritical of the people in their lives, their friends, their coworkers, their family members, they're just there. And we can probably all think of somebody like that in our life who's just feels like they're constantly picking people apart. And a lot of times that comes from a place of deep insecurity and self-doubt. Yep. Then there is, there's the excuse maker. And for the excuse maker, their deepest fear is the fear of taking responsibility. So they don't like to be blamed. Excuse makers are the ones who 
you can never seem to pin down. They always seem to have some sort of justification for why something didn't go that way. They were, they're like slippery. Have you ever had known somebody who was a little bit slippery? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> or they're the ones who never want to choose the restaurant that you're going to go to because they don't want to be the one on the hook. If nobody yes. likes it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then the final one is the pessimist and the pessimist is the fear of pain or adversity. And for the pessimist, a lot of times that comes from a place of having experienced extreme hardship or trauma mm. or pain or adversity, but it gets them to a place of just saying, why even bother? Things are never going to turn out. I don't even want to try because I'm afraid of getting exactly. hurt again. Yes. So that's exactly. the seven. Any questions? Well, <laughs> my one question is, can't you be all of these? Yes. Everybody has their own sort of unique combination of how these play out mm. together. And we have two versions of the assessment. Well, it's it's one test, but you can either get the free version, which just will give you your top result. But the more valuable result is the full premium assessment, because that gives you your top three and talks about how those top three work together. But then it also shows you where you score on all seven of them. And so it's really interesting because some people score, you know, in that 80th percentile for three or four of them, which means that their overall fear score is pretty high. Fear is having a big impact in a lot of different mm. ways in their life. And some people mm -hmm. score, you know, in the 30th or 40th percentile for all of them. So it's possible that, that you might have a little bit of all of them, but it's not having a huge impact in your life. Yeah. Now the most interesting piece here is that once you identify it in this book, you talk about how to overcome this. And you also talk about how the path to overcoming fear is a bit different for everyone. How does that play out? Well, you know, it really depends on where, where you're at. But at the same time, there are some universal things that are going to help each of us overcome fear. And the first one starts with our mindset, which is that's anything in life. It's all about mindset. It's all about learning how to reshape our thoughts and reframe our thoughts in a more positive way, in a growth-oriented way that's going to help us move past the roadblocks that are keeping us stuck. Of course. So once you can start to see those patterns and you start to see, oh my gosh, this stuff that I was happening subconsciously that I didn't really realize, you still have to replace those thoughts and those beliefs that have been with you for your whole life with a new set of core beliefs, which I call the principles of courage. Yeah. And you talk about this in the book and it's incredible and how it's so important to adopt this new set of beliefs, which of course, I mean, we look for the evidence of whatever we believe is true, depending on the way you believe about things will be the way you experience the world. So it is so crucial. So let's talk about what you call the principles of courage. Yeah. So there's seven of them and that's exactly everything that you just said is true. It's a, just a matter of changing the way that we think about things. So one of my principles of courage is there are no mistakes, only lessons. And for someone like a perfectionist who is so afraid of making mistakes, reframing that thought to turn that into one of your core beliefs that there are no mistakes, only lessons, and that the pain of regret is worse than the pain of failure and starting to, to rethink the way you look at making mistakes in your life. That's a huge, huge, huge deal. And it will change- yeah everything because all of a sudden you start going, oh, maybe a mistake isn't the worst thing that could happen. Maybe this is okay. Again, it starts with the mindset. Before you can act, you have to start changing the way you think. Absolutely. And when you talk about doing it scared, explain how getting into action is what ultimately 
helps you find the courage? Because that to people seems so counterintuitive. Well, it's sort of like what we were talking about at the beginning. You know, here I've written an entire book about fear. I've been studying this for over two years now. I've been doing a podcast about fear. I've been an entrepreneur for the last 10 years. This is my sixth book. And I'm still terrified. Fear doesn't go away. Fear will be with you, but it doesn't have to control you. And those are two different things. Learning how to act despite your fear is the only thing that will actually help you overcome it. Because every time you are willing to take one action step in the right direction, even in the face of fear, to actually do it scared, that gives you more courage to do the next thing that's a little bit harder and a little bit scarier because you can say, oh, I did this one thing. Now I can do this next thing. And now I can do this next thing. Courage is like a muscle. So the more we exercise it, the stronger it gets. Once you've learned how to keep taking action in the face of fear, you're willing to do it more and more and more and again and again and again. Right. And the truth is I've lived this. And so I know 100% that this is the this is the way is dancing with the fear and doing it. And it does get less and less. And for some people, they're going to listen to that and say, great, that makes sense. But I really don't know how to do it. Like I'm so stuck in it that I can't jump off the diving board. I can't press publish. So what are some practical steps that someone could take to move past this fear? I love that question. Um, So the first thing I like to tell people is even before you've taken this step is to give yourself permission to actually think about where you want to go to dream big. And I don't think that we always allow ourselves the freedom to do that because that fear is so prevalent and because it happens so automatically, we automatically censor ourselves too. We censor our thoughts. We censor our dreams. We censor our goals into what we think is reasonable and doable and achievable. That's right. That's the first exercise I would recommend is for 30 minutes, set the timer, give yourself permission to dream without editing, to turn off that Mm. little voice that's in your head and to actually just give yourself the freedom to think, what would I really want to do if nothing was standing in my way? What is that thing that fires me up? And from there, then the next step would be to get in touch with your why and to really connect whatever it is that you've just thought about doing with some bigger goals, some bigger dream with why that matters to you, what makes that something that gets you fired up. And I think that we don't always know how to connect that. But I think that what I learned through the course of this research was that for so many people, when it came to actually overcoming fear, what we found is that every single time without question, there was always a catalyst for somebody, something that helped them finally push past that fear. But those catalysts Mm. were on a continuum. So they ranged from things that were completely outside of that person's control, something like, you know, a trauma or an accident or some life-changing event that was completely outside of their, their control to the other side of the continuum, which was something that was completely inside of their control. Like they just woke up one morning and decided, I don't want to live like this anymore and made this determination Mm -hmm. that they were going to change. So completely controlled versus completely out of control. And then for most people, it was somewhere in the middle range, right? They either had some sort of opportunity or they had a coach or a mentor that really helped them, or they just started reading a lot of self-help books or listening to self-help podcasts. And that started to encourage them. And what I realized is that for a lot of people, the next step, once you've kind of figured out 
what you want to do is if you can't immediately connect with your why, and for some people, the why is very clear, but it's not always clear for other people. But if you can't connect with your why, you can manufacture your own catalyst. So you can do things like what you're doing right now, listening to a podcast like this, and that can start to push you in that right direction. This listening to this actually is taking a step. And so continue doing that. Or maybe maybe the next step for you then is hiring a coach, hiring a mentor, especially if you're a rule follower, right. finding somebody who will give you more steps that you can follow so that you're you're actually taking the next step and the next step after that. Yeah, it makes tremendous sense. And I want to just relate it now to our listeners a little bit more specifically, because you have such great experience with this as it relates to work. What are the first two or three things that people should start getting into action and doing as it relates to growing this dream business? That's a really good question. So this is what we teach in Elite Blog Academy. The first thing that you need to do is refine your message. That's the first step. So refining your message means figuring out who you're talking to, who's your avatar, and what are you going to say? What do you have of value to offer people? What is your content? What is your message? What are you what are you giving them of yourself to start to build this relationship? And mm-hmm. the second piece of that then is growing that audience. It's finding a tribe of people who connect with your message, who resonate with your message and who know you and like you and trust you because you can't do anything else without this audience or you can try, but it's going to be really hard because then the third piece is then the monetization piece. Then once you have the tribe of people who know and like and trust you, selling is easy. Selling is the easy part. You can create the products that they're already asking you for because they'll tell you what they need and then you can just provide it for them. So whether it's recommending other people's products that you know are going to be a great fit for them or uh, creating products of your own that you know is going to serve their needs, whatever it is, it's so authentic and easy to provide that. I mean, just like how we were talking about with this book, I've created this book based on the need that I saw from my own audience. I didn't have to go out and like, invent some idea that was coming to me. Exactly. And, and that's how every single product in my business has always worked. And that's probably the biggest reason I've been successful. And from there, then it's a matter of repeating the process. You do it over and over again. You continue refining your message. You continue growing your audience. You keep creating the products and your business just grows and grows. And it's such a cool business model, I think, because the risk is way lower and the ability to actually connect with people is so much higher. Instead of like creating something people don't even want or need, you're actually creating the things that people need the most. So the thing is for people who are listening and they're they're saying to themselves, okay, but you still have to lead with something, right? Yes. You're not just coming out going, hi, I'm Susie Smith. And how are you, right? Like you're leading with a gut feeling of the thing that you want to put out in the world. But what you're also doing is you're giving people insight into you. You're creating a community. Explain that just a little bit because people might be scratching their head thinking, well, how do I go ahead and start something without having anything in my hands? How do we begin to craft something around that? Well, it's... It's asking a different question. It's not asking necessarily what you have, but it's asking who do I want to serve? Who do I want to help? Who do I want to talk to? Who can I impact? 
want. And then you talk, you think about like, what do I have that is going to serve this person? And how is this thing going to serve that person? And that's what refining your message is all about, figuring out who you're talking to, but also who you are, what your voice is, and how that connection is going to happen. And honestly, a lot of it comes from being authentic to realizing who this person is. That's why I hammer it into my students at Elite Blog Academy. I mean, one of the very first assignments is create your avatar. And if we're doing an office hour session, and the first thing I will ask you every single time is who's your avatar. And if you can't come to me and tell me in detail the person's name, what their struggles are, and everything about that person, I will make you go back to the drawing board and say you have not done your research yet. Because understanding your avatar as intimately as you would understand your best friend is really, to me, one of the key things about making this work is knowing exactly how to craft that message. And from there, the rest of it sort of falls into place because you'll you'll know when people are connecting to your message. You'll know when you've hit the perfect combination of your skills and talents and gifts and passions and your avatar's needs because all of a sudden it's sort of like this magic moment where you see it starting to resonate and you see people starting to go, oh my gosh, I felt like you were talking exactly to me or that's exactly what I needed to hear. And as soon as you see that happening, do that more, do more and more and more and more of that because that's what's going to help you grow and grow that tribe so that then they will start telling you what they need. And it just sort of, it's like a snowball effect. This is such good advice. And just to bring it home back to your book, If somebody's listening to that and they're thinking, which you should be thinking and you probably are, oh my gosh, this all makes so much sense and now I have what to start to do. But again, here comes the fear. I'm afraid to go live. I'm afraid to post on Instagram. What if my writing isn't great? And all the fear comes up. How do we do it when we go, oh God, if this is what it's going to take, if if I have to build the community first, forget it. Like I'm not that person or I'm going to overthink it or I don't have a good ring light. I'm not going to, what am I going to do? To build the community. Well, that's where I think it starts like one little step at a time. You know, the reality is that my business did not look like it does now. I literally started as a stay-at-home mom and I started writing a blog called Living While Spending Less because my husband and I were fighting too much about money and I needed to figure out something to do that wasn't going to target. So that was oh boy. why I started. And I wasn't necessarily trying to start a business, but then within probably a couple of weeks of starting this blog, it sort of opened up this whole other world. And that's where it's, it lit that spark in me of thinking I could do this. But for me, I remember the first really scary thing I did in my business was I decided to make a YouTube video about couponing. Cause I started writing, I was writing about like, trying to save money, right? I was living on a budget at this point. So I made this YouTube video and I was terrified of being on video. At that point, I wouldn't even let my husband take videos of me with the kids. I would never go on video. I didn't like being in pictures. And I think for me, that was my first do it like real do it scared moment. But that even that like one silly little thing opened so many doors and my video was terrible. And let me tell you, if you want to get some direct feedback, post a video on YouTube because YouTube people are oh, not geez. kind. And, no, I know. But it was really like I survived it. And so doing that one thing scared, give me the courage to do another video. And those videos were incredibly popular. And you you want to know the crazy thing now? So I haven't talked about couponing in years 
But yeah, I was just going to say this. So yeah. many people that are in Elite Blog Academy and that use my planner now or that are, you know, in my Do It Scared launch team, they're like, yeah, I found you because I used to watch your couponing videos on YouTube. So oh you God. never, oh my you God. never, ever know. I have so many people in my audience who found me that way. And it doesn't matter that my business has grown and changed and evolved, but that's right. It, you just do what you can do right now, start somewhere and allow yourself the freedom to change and make adjustments along the way and trust That's it. that it'll be okay. Like the action and doing one scary thing will give you the courage to do the next thing. Because you know what happened for me? I did those videos and had I not done those videos, I would have never dared say yes when I got asked to be on TV for the local channel. And that one time segment, I was comfortable enough that they're like, oh, this was really great. Why don't you come back and do a regular segment? I did that regular segment on local TV for two and a half years. It really helped oh my, grow my business and oh my God. gave me like the ability to do some national stuff. You know, like it just continued to open up so many doors and also gave me the courage to continue doing more videos, which has also helped build my business. So do something badly and do it scared. Yes. And then Love see it. where that leads you. Because I promise you, if you would have been watching those YouTube videos 10 years ago, maybe you were, my business looks nothing like it did then. And that's okay. Gosh, I love it. Do something badly. I love <laughs> that big old permission slip you just served up. And that is such an incredibly inspiring whole journey you just told us all about. And what's really also deeply, deeply powerful is that you started here talking about couponing. Now you're writing what will be a best-selling book called Do It Scared, where you are helping people confront the scariest parts of themselves. You just spent two years working with a team of psychologists, understanding all of the different ways we get in our own way. So look at how it's evolved. And I want everyone who's listening to hear this because so often we cut off our nose to spite our face because we do things like this. Well, why would I begin with this idea, this silly idea to start doing floral design? Is that my real reason for being? Is it enough of a purpose? We get so existential. We have these crises because we don't just follow the hunches. And what winds up happening is you start off doing these videos because in the moment, it's a real big, strong why and you make something. So and true. then it's like a scavenger hunt. Every time you get to a new destination, you get a clue about where you might go next. It's so true. I mean, every step of the way along in my business, I wrote my first book, How to Blog for Profit Without Selling Your Soul, because people were asking me about blogging. And so I'm like, well, I guess I can write a book about it and I'll just put it out there. I'll self-publish it. And then I'll have something to give people when they ask this question. Because as a few of my readers were asking, some of my friends, I put that book out there and it went to number two on Amazon the next day. And That's crazy. it was crazy. And I had no idea. All I knew is that people were asking me the questions. So I'm like, okay, I guess I can talk about this. That's and from right. there, That's right. then the next thing happened, then people had more questions. And from there, I developed Elite Blog Academy, my course, because what I found people saying is, I just want to know step by step by step, what do I have to do to create a successful online business? And I was like, well, I'm really good at teaching people how to do couponing step by step. Maybe I'm really good at teaching people how to do this step by step too. And as it turns out, I was. And so that was the next thing. And then with 
my planner I started out as this sort of digital planner that I had put out there as a, as a freebie for my audience. And they liked it so much, but people were like, I don't want to print that many pages. Can you create a physical version of this planner? I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, I guess I can. Like find your people and just talk about whatever is real and authentic to you and help them yep. in any way you can. Whatever's helping you, help them. And before you know it, they'll be asking you all sorts of things and telling you about their fears yeah. and who knows yes. where it's going to go. And it really goes back to do it scared because what you just outlined is that at every step of the game, there was another thing that came up, which you had the choice to say yes to or not. Yes. And you thought, well, I guess I've taught people how to do this. People are asking me this. Maybe if I'm not going to let this fear stand in my way, I would just go ahead and do it. And then that led to you to the next thing. And that was the same thing that happened with me at every single point. The only reason I'm here, just like you, is because I'm terrified and I do it anyway. And going back to the last thing, I think it's a great place to end. What I loved what you said. Make the really bad version. Make something terrible. Yes. And I've always been willing to do that and just say, like, I'm just going to go yes. in. Like, this is where it at. This is where it's at. And I'm going for it. And I think that that's what Do It Scared is all about. And I think you're on to something, Ruth Zuka, because I do think <laughs> if I, if I, and I mean this, if I had to boil it down to the thing that makes people successful, Do It Scared, the ability to make something mediocre and go ahead and move forward with that is 100% all of it. I think that is the beginning and end of the story because you will figure out how to make it more brilliant as you go. And you are never going to be able to begin with the brilliant thing, with the perfect thing. But if you have the courage to do it scared, if you read Ruth Zugov's book, if you go take her courses and spend some time with her and be around her, listen to her podcast, anything you can do to really internalize this message, I think that this will change your life. Thank you for being here. Tell us where we can find oh you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me back. Well, you can find all the information about the book and the assessment, all the things at doitscared.com. That one's enough and that'll link to any other place that you might want to go. So just doitscared.com is all you need to know. Awesome. When does the book come out? May 21st. May 21st. This is like days away. It's very soon. Um, are there any bonuses for pre-ordering? Should yes. people go find that out on your yes. site? Yes, you can get all the information there on doitscared.com. Also, um, we have some amazing pre-order bonuses. Actually, the most exciting one, I think, is that the premium assessment that I talked about, which is normally $15, you can get that for free when you pre-order right now. So that's worth so it cool. all by itself because getting that, that insight into yourself is just incredible. We also have a workbook that goes along with the book that will help you um, really dive deep into just oh, I love asking that. the questions. And then the the last mm -hmm. thing is a trial membership to our Doing It Scared community, which is, oh my gosh, such an amazing community of if you're just looking for people to help encourage you and hold you accountable. The thing that we do in there every single week is think big, plan small. So I actually walk you through the process of, okay, let's make our plan for this coming week. How are you going to make your action a reality? I love it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this. This is one of, one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. I'm so glad you came back. Thank you so much for having me. 
You guys, I could talk to Ruth forever. It is such a pleasure to have her on the show again. Make sure you go ahead and get her book. Do it scared. You can pre-order it now before it comes out on May 21st. And we have a link to that in the show notes. Also, speaking of books, my book is still available for pre-order. And I would love for you to go ahead and get a copy. You're going to love this book. You can get a copy for a friend of yours. So I know that the bonuses expired yesterday. If you're not sure if you're in on those bonuses, make sure you go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book. If you pre-ordered the book, when you scroll down to the bottom of the page, make sure that you give us your information because all the bonuses start next week. Starting next Thursday for six weeks, we will be doing those coaching calls. And then we will be sending you emails about the free masterclasses on podcasting and all the other great bonuses. But we won't be able to notify you if you haven't let us know that you pre-ordered the book. So if you pre-order the book and you want to be sure to get your bonuses, go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book and make sure you scroll all the way down and input your information so that we know that you are one of those people who is entitled to those bonuses. And then we'll make sure that you're in the loop and you get the emails for the coaching and for all the other cool freebies that are coming. So thank you guys for doing that. All right, now let's celebrate your wins. So Lauren posted in our Facebook group and said, I have decided to pursue my art again as a business now that my life has settled from moving and growing our family. I was a vendor at an art festival this weekend and I made a little over $1,000. I had that negative talk to myself Saturday morning. My mind was telling me that my art isn't like anyone else's. I don't have a full booth like everyone else. Maybe no one is going to get my work. And the complete opposite happened. I saw that I was reaching my ideal client and target audience. I was able to talk to people about my work. My work is different and that's good. I have a story and my work is needed for others. I felt in this moment, okay, I think I can do this. The amount I made may not seem like a lot, but my only goal was to make up my booth fee cost. I made quadruple that amount. I learned that I need to make even bigger goals next time. In one of Kathy's episodes, she and her guests talked about money as energy. It really helped me be okay with pricing my art and accepting the idea of people buying from me as an exchange of energy. If you all want to follow my journey, follow me at Lauren Nalty, N-A-L-T-Y art on Facebook and Instagram. I hope this may encourage someone too. Lauren, this is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this. I know this is going to encourage so many people to put themselves out there and stand up for their worth and not shy away from their bigger visions. I'm so proud of you for marching on. Even when those negative voices were trying to stop you, it's awesome to hear that you were able to recognize your true value. You guys go follow her at Lauren Nalty art on Facebook and Instagram, and you can support her gorgeous beautiful artwork. On to the next win. So Delilah said, I had a win today that I have to share. I came out of my comfort zone and attended a podcast networking gathering today. The imposter syndrome, of course, worked its way in before the meetup. This whole like, who am I to network with these people? Am I going to fit in? I don't have a podcast yet. Why am I even here? All of those pesky, annoying thoughts went through my mind before attending this event, but I pushed through the fear. To my surprise, there was a mixture of folks that had existing podcasts and folks who were there to learn, like me. I was able to gain so much knowledge from the podcast community in my town and walked away with valuable information that I will be utilizing when I begin my podcast journey. Now for the real win of the successful night, I shared my podcast idea to the group and a producer approached me after the sharing session and really loved my idea and would like to help me brainstorm it. We set up a lunch meeting for next week and I'm not sure where this will lead, but I'm excited to learn everything I can. 
Delilah, that's awesome. Way to step out of your comfort zone, way to override that imposter syndrome and put yourself out there. I hope everyone can use this as an example of what possibilities are there when you have the courage to show up and voice your idea in the world. It's amazing what can happen. So keep us posted on your podcast. We're excited to hear your journey through this. You guys, let me remind you that the doors to the Platinum Mastermind are open today. The space is limited. It is going to be a deep dive for 12 weeks. We will be covering so much. We will be talking actually a little bit about podcasting too. All the tools, all the things that I have in my arsenal, I will be sharing with you. This mastermind will basically be me sharing every single piece of knowledge I have with you. I will be able to mentor you and share with you all of my strengths, all of the things that I've been able to really utilize as tools to communicate, to make an impact. I will be sharing essentially all that I have with you. If you want to get in on that, you can find a link in the show notes. You can go to my Instagram. In the bio, there's a link you can find to apply for the mastermind and to find out more details. If you guys have an awesome win you want to share, or even if you just want to say hi, come on over to Instagram. You can DM me there at kathy.heller. You can also join over 10,000 other amazing souls in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Wherever you listen, go ahead and subscribe. It would mean the world if you took a second and shared the show with a friend, whether it's this episode or another episode. It really, really, really helps us and it might make a difference for your friend, whoever you share it with. So go ahead and do that. If you haven't left us a review or a rating, you can do that too. Thank you for everything you do to support me. Thank you for being here. None of this would be possible without you. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Have an awesome weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. They say that home is where the heart is. So what am I to do? Teach me how to trust this Cause I gave my heart to you They say the less is more But more is more I said